All right, I want to talk about the throne of David real quick, but I want to share a testimony first because I think it'll stretch your mind a little bit. Um, just about how truly there are no limits where I've been sharing with you over and over that the scripture talks about two covenants where first there's the physical covenant, a physical man, the hairy man like Esau comes out first and then the smooth man like Jacob. It says Jacob will supplant to replace the physical covenant. Um, and that's the spiritual one. There's always one you can see and one you can't see. The day, the night, you know, it's, it, all through scriptures it talks about that. And then you learn that uh, there really aren't any limits in the physical. We've been designed and um, we get so used to judging life by what we do with our physical senses, what we can see here, the, the physical facts, the reality, what's going on. And I just want you to know you can trust Christ in you, the spirit in you. It literally can change anything and makes it submissive to what's going on. And that's why I love the science behind it. And that's even when I was in school, why I was intrigued by it. I was just like, gosh, the, 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 the body is pretty amazing. And I, I really wanted to study like psychosomatics because I knew um, it's just things that we've picked up. We, you know, when growing up, we're different beliefs about who we are, about what our body's designed to do, what, what's really real. And the spirit realm is way more real than the physical realm. The, the physical realm is malleable. It changes. And so anyway, um, I want you to catch this testimony. So I'm like, I don't want to do this. I, I don't care if you'd want to do this or not. I just want you to show what's available. Okay. I shared this Thursday night on the fellowship, but check this out. So um, it says, what if your thoughts and your emotions really cause all physical creation to mold to what's going on inside of you? It says, what if this was true, this testimony? I don't care what it is. What if you can imagine the most incredible thing in the world to be true? And then the, here's the testimony. While I was sitting in my office, I was bored. Anybody ever do that? I used to do that when I was an engineer. Like, what am I doing here? So well, while I was sitting in my office, I was bored. And I thought, there's got to be a more, a more pleasant way of earning twice as much as what I'm making now. So I decided right then and there, I'm just going to see, my, see myself making twice as much. For a few days, I imagined that amount. And then because nothing changed in my world, uh, I was wondering, is this really true? Is this even possible? So I stopped that thought and reenacted seeing myself making double doing something else, which implied that I was earning twice as much. I didn't specify what the job was. I only saw myself making twice as much. Two weeks later, a man I've known for three years asked me to come work for him. He had never even talked about things like this before, but he was very persistent. And when he mentioned the salary, it was exactly twice as much as I was earning. So I went to work for him. Isn't that cool? In two weeks, all he did is just saw himself differently. That, that's just awesome to me. Now, here's where people get confused. So, but I love this because I told Barbara, go, very few people dare go here. And I'll explain what I mean. So, so then I said to myself, well, why should I even work? <laughs> this is where people don't dare go. Barbara and I have gone that way for a long time. <laughs> so, but I don't hear, I, even the grace guys are like, well, you got to do something inherit. That'd be good, right? It says we have an inheritance. Everything, everything God has, he's given it to you. So if he's given it to you, all we need to do in, in Greek, it says lambano it, lay hold of it, grab it, go thank you. That's it. So anyway, some people are like, I would never do that. I'm not saying, I just want you to see what's happening here, that this is even possible, right? Because it defies everything you've been taught since this high. There's no free lunch, all this kind of stuff, except unless you inherit. Scripture talks about a free lunch all the time, doesn't it? Well, that's not realistic. 
Exactly. That's the whole point of the spirit realm. So it says, this thing works. Why should I work? Why not have an, e an income equal to everything I need without this so-called work attached to it? So this is what I did. I imagined going to my mailbox. I took out all my usual letters, but then I saw an unidentifiable envelope. <clears throat> arriving home, so he's picturing this in his mind. I'm arriving home, and I opened the envelope, and I found a check in the amount that I would need for a very, very long time to not work and still live. I saw that amount added to my balance sheet from my bank. I did this every night as I went to sleep. That's the best time, guys. It's right when you're fading into uh, that alpha theta, right before you go to sleep. Two weeks later, I saw no evidence again whatsoever, and I said to myself, are you going crazy? This is completely stupid. <laughs> so then, uh, <clears throat> oh yeah, so he's like, I started to question my own sanity, like, come on, this isn't real. <clears throat> Two weeks later, I kept a date that I had made months ago with a friend. While we were visiting, he told me he had just inherited a very large sum of money from a relative, and he was moved to give it to me. And when he told me of the amount, it was the very dollar I had imagined. I just want you to see that it's possible. Doesn't it say all things are possible to him who believes? Why do we put limits on it? Is anything possible to God? Or does he need to go to school and get a good job too? He's given you him, is what he said. I've given you me. Everything I have, I've created you in my likeness. So this is what I want you to get. So people are like, I would never do that. We like to do stuff too. So we love business and everything else. But the fact is you can do it. That's what I want people to get, right? That you can, when you see yourself differently on the inside, everything on the outside will change to what you do on the inside. That's the whole point of the spirit realm. Isn't that cool? So this sets up what I'm talking about now, the throne of David. But uh, let me just go through this a little bit. So because we've been taught separation for so long, we read most of the scriptures with God outside of us, don't we? So let me just ask you some questions. Does it say it's the Father's good pleasure to give us his kingdom? To give it to us, not earn it, right? It's Father's good pleasure to give it to us. And moms and dads, grandpas and grandmas, isn't that great? Like if we can, like, oh, I just want to do this for my kids. We understand this on a, on a very personal level. But the better inheritance is he's already given it to us. He's given us everything, more than we could imagine. And so he's already given us his kingdom. And then he says, I'm going to give you the keys. I'm going to tell you how, the, how it works. Doesn't he? I'm going to be giving you the keys to the kingdom. And kingdom literally is just the Greek word basilia. It means God's royal kingly, royal rule and reign. It's like some of you guys are watching news and stuff. You see the G7 and everything else. You look at those guys and you're like, I'd rather have God's rule and reign. <laughs> I look at it and I go, oh, please pray for them because this is a mess. But guess what? He's given you the royal rule and reign no matter what those guys do and gals. I'm not, that's not gender specific, right? That makes me feel so good because otherwise I'm going, oh man, we're in trouble if I look at this stuff. I go, wait a minute, the government's on whose shoulders? My shoulders. But because we've read that only about Jesus, forgetting that, I was, because we would sing that for years, right? Wonderful counselor, mighty one, the government on his shoulders, but the throne of David is what it says. I would, I'm not even going to go through it tonight because it's old news to me now. Go read it again and see if it actually says anything like that. It'll shock you what it's about again. The title is, How Sons Are Created. What do you think it's about when you actually read it? How sons are created. 
<laughs> if you go read it, it talks about warriors and sandals. And I'm reading it in, in Hebrew again. I'm like, this is not even what it says. Like, where are they coming up with this stuff? Once you read it for yourself, you go, this is about you and me. This is about the royal reign of David that he's given to us. So he's given us his kingdom. He tells us these are the keys to the kingdom. This is how it works. And he says, what you see yourself attached to or bound in scripture, it says, what you're bound in the spirit, what you're doing within your mind and your heart is what you're going to be attached to on earth. So if you see yourself bound to negative stuff, you're going to be bound to it. But if you see yourself loosed from it in the spirit, like, no, that's not me anymore. I love this. I'm sitting there bored in my office. Perfect. Go use your divinity for a few minutes, right? See, he goes, there's got to be a better way to make twice as much that I'm making right now. He goes, I didn't even specify how I was going to do it. I just saw myself making twice as much and I saw that amount in my account. See, heaven and earth move. Somebody out there in the spirit picks up what you're doing in your heart and mind and goes, oh, I need to make this happen for this. They don't even know, they're not aware they're doing it. Isn't that fascinating? But it works. And then he's like, wait a minute, if that works, I bet I could do it where I could create enough income where I'm not doing any of the work. And if we really think about this, guys, if I have to go produce it, even the grace guys say that, right? Is that really an inheritance? It's really not if we actually just use our brain a little bit. An inheritance is an inheritance. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you his royal rule and reign. So here's all he's saying, and this is how it works. I've given you the keys to the kingdom. What you see yourself as in, the, in your heart and your mind, basically it's just two things, guys. It's thoughts with an emotion attached to it. That's it. When you get emotional, the joy, the gratitude, because then he tells us what the kingdom is. He says, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So if we're not in joy, you're not in the kingdom. You're out here. You're, you're, you're letting this rule and reign, what you see in the physical, the facts, etc. And there are some crazy testimonies, aren't there? Like, even shocks me every now and then, probably you too, where I got to go, all right, I got to just gotta get my brain right here because they just told me way too much. And now, <laughs> and now I got to get like, focused a little bit because I got to get all of that out of my mind and only see what I desire. Because once I see it, I desire and, I, and the joy comes up, I know it's done. I know I can trust the spirit in me. So the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy. So the key guys is seeing yourself joyful when this is not. When we, what we see in the physical senses is we have to go within. And I shouldn't even say have to, we get to. Like this is the kingdom that he's given us. He's given us this wonderful gift all we have to do is see what we desire as if it's real and feel the joy of it. And it comes to pass. How hard is that? People are like, it's really hard. Oh, grow up. How old are you? We tell our kids that. Don't, like, we were just talking about that. It's like, when you're growing up, I realized if my mom asked me to do something, I could either have a bad attitude or I could have a good attitude because I'm still going to do it. So I, I just figured that out early on, right? My mom was a teacher, so we didn't get to stay home if you were sick because she was a single mom. Nobody, right? So I realized... I might as well just be healthy and go to school because if I fake sick, she's still going to make me go. And if I'm really sick, she's still going to make me go. So I'm just not going to be sick and go. You figure this stuff out when, you're, when your parents are actually pretty good, you know? So that's such a simple thing, guys. So if you're struggling with it and going, God, this is so hard, change that. Do this. I'm so amazed at how God's created me. I am so fearfully and wonderfully made. This is the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. I simply see myself in joy and it comes to pass. Just tell yourself that. Start changing the story. Does that make sense to you guys? It really becomes that simple. You start going, and then you'll start, once you start seeing it operate in your life, you're going, 
We really are fearfully and wonderfully made because there's impossible situations. I know with the prayer team that we just go, you know what? I don't know if you do this, but I do this. I'm still human. I got to go, geez, I got to clear my brain of all this stuff and take some time to go see them or hear them in my mind, hear them telling me, this is the best I've ever felt in my life. This is the greatest thing I've ever done. You can do this in business. You can, every time we've ever, stuff has not worked in our life, it's because I trusted somebody who taught me the opposite of that. So-called experts, whether it was religious, business, whatever. And once I were like, wait a minute, I know I can simply see it exactly how I want it. It's going to come to pass. I don't have to figure out how it's going to get there. I just see it and it comes to pass. And every time I've done that, it works. Whether it was school, business, marriage, anything, I know it works. I'm not talking junk here. This actually is real to me, very real. So anyway, so if he's given us his royal rule and reign, God's literal royal rule and reign, it really is like this if you need visuals, because a lot of times, you know, like uh, Brad, my friend Brad, he talks about, you know, if Jesus was in the room, etc. Jesus is not only in the room, guys, he's in your room. He can't be outside in the room. He's in you. He's in your room. You're one with him. But sometimes it helps people to see this because if you were in a business situation or health or marriage or financial, whatever, it doesn't really matter. And Brad would teach this. He goes, so if you were in a room and Jesus was standing right in front of you and said, I got this. This is exactly how it's going to work. How excited would you guys be, most of you? Because you've been taught he's outside of you, that you need that to happen. But he's like, you know what? I and the Father are one. I've given you my mind, the anointing. What you do in my mind is if I'm doing it. So start telling yourself that. Just going, what I think and what I feel is exactly if Jesus was thinking and feeling it. He's given me his glory. He's given me his royal rule and reign. It's as if I'm one with him. And whatever I do gets done. I have said, ye are gods, Elohims. This is John but you don't believe me. I've said you are Elohims. Doesn't he say that? The religious people get all upset. So you're saying, now I experience scripture all the time. So you're saying, like, no, your book is saying it. Get off me. Your book says this, if you would actually take the time to read it. It says this. I've said you're Elohims. So you're saying you're one with God? I'm not saying that. The scriptures say that. And then they get all upset and they're going, that's blasphemy to call yourself a son. Because if you're a son, you're co-equal with the father. Yeah, that's what it says. You're doing good so far. And then he says something. I've shared this with you before, but when, it, like, when that light hits you, like you jump. Like we jump for joy. I remember, and it says, why are you upset with me? The narrative, Jesus quotes Psalm 82. And he says, your own scriptures say ye are Elohim's. And scripture cannot be broken. That's when I jumped out of my skin. Why are you upset with me? I'm just saying I'm a son where your own book that you guys wrote says you are Elohims. One God, all one God, all of us of many parts. It says, I'm just saying I'm the son. But your book says you are Elohims and scripture cannot be broken. So he's verifying it. He's saying, you guys are Elohims. You have the royal rule and reign of God himself. Is that cool? All right, so if we have the royal rule and reign in God itself, and the kingdom is not in anything you can see, hear, touch, feel with your physical senses, it's the mind and emotions of man. And this is where science is finally starting to catch up. I want to share some of these things, but we see these scriptures about David. So let's just go to this first slide real quick. So 
Because around Christmas time, everything, we, we share that Isaiah 9, and the government will be on his shoulders. Do you remember in Scripture where the high priests are carrying the Ark of the Covenant on their shoulders? You remember that? Right? You're it. It says, this story is about you. So check this out. I'm going to read this to you. So we see the throne of David. We see that, that somebody's going to be on the throne of David all the time. And we, most people, because of the separation idea, are still waiting for Jesus out there to come sit on a throne here, and then everything's going to be okay. Hey, wake up. He's given it to us. He's given us his throne, his royal rule and reign. He goes, I've given the earth to you. Now do with it. Do what you desire with it. Isn't that fascinating? The science is going, the whole physical realm shapes and molds to what's going on in your heart and mind. That's where I better get serious about what's going on in my heart and mind. Because it's submissive to me. <laughs> this is where even King David is going, who am I that you gave me the keys to the Ferrari when I'm three? Like, come on, God, right? But he has. And he goes, this is the journey. You're going to learn how to operate in love. You have pure power. You have my power. The key is to learn how to operate with that power only in love. And that's the journey we're all on, isn't it? But check this out. So the throne of David. If God has a royal rule and reign, and he's given it to you, the throne of David can't be something else, can it? It either has to be equal to my royal and rule and reign or something other than that, because he's given me his royal rule and reign. So David has to be me. I'm going to show you that's exactly what it is, okay? All right, so if we look at this, let me, it's easier for me to just look here on some of my notes, and I'm going to share some things with you. What is this throne of David? This is what you'll start to get good at. Every name in Scripture means something. So once you hear a name, go, what does it mean? David, you guys know what David means, like most how it's translated, most people, if you go look at your concordance, usually it means beloved or loved, like John, kind of. It means loved one. But it really is the marriage feast, this love, this marriage feast, the, the marriage feast of the Lamb. It's the, the love of intimacy and covenant, two together, right? So David is Dilet Vav Dilet. So if you look at it, Vav is a man. Now, when we read all these scriptures, Vav is a man between Dilet's are doors or gates. Doesn't it talk about how you enter into the Lord's presence the, through the two gates? Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise? In physical intimacy, isn't that a pretty good experience? It's like, enter this, enter this beautiful, between, man between the two halves is where you're going to see God create. And you enter into that with shouts of praise. Now there's the physical covenant, but the holiest of holies is up here, guys, between the two halves of the cherubim. The cherubs, your divine mind, the mind of Christ. That's why it says the kingdom is in joy. It should be shouts of praise, shouts of joy going, once I really get a hold of who I am, I can see anything or anyone and start to mold, shape it into pure love and exactly how I want it to end up. That is pretty cool, isn't it? That's a pretty cool deal. So, Dilet Bob Dilet is literally a man between the two gates, between the two halves. That's David in love. The intimacy of man between the two gates. That's David's name. So, Isaiah 9 7, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Most people. Think of a Jesus outside of them, but he's going, I've given you my royal rule and reign. You're David. You're David. So, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forever, forward, even forever. All right, let's go to Jeremiah right after it. Talks about the same thing. 
This is what the Lord says. If you can break my covenant with the day and my covenant with the night, meaning if the covenant you can see, but then there's a spiritual covenant in the mind of Christ between the holiest of holies you cannot see. It's in the darkness, isn't it? The dark. There's two covenants. One follows the other, exactly what he says here. First the physical, then the spiritual. If you can break my covenant with the day and my covenant with the night, so that day and night cease to occupy their appointed times, right? Meaning every time in scripture you always see the firstborn is flesh, the secondborn is knowing who you are. Realizing there's another being inside me called Jesus Christ. That's the body of Christ. And it creates spiritually. And it molds. It's the holiest thing you could ever do is to the holiest of holy. So there's the holy place, but then there's the holiest of holies. So it says, hey, the holy place is glorious, guys. You think about it, uh, and I've been sharing this, and when I look at all the scriptures now, I'm like, of course this is what they're talking about. But there's something even better. The holiest of holies is, yeah, that's fantastic. Like, you know, and some of you ladies and moms and grandmas, and you talk about this stuff. You know, for men, we haven't experienced it. But most ladies, when I talk to them, I go, it's the most spiritual experience I've ever had having a child. Like, how did that happen? Like, when you really think about it. But he says there's something even more beautiful than that, the holiest of holies. So as beautiful and more glorious as that is, is what it says, there's something more glorious and more holy. And that is you can create anything from the mind, but do it in love is what it says. So anyway, this is what the Lord says. If you can break my covenant with the day when you can see, and the covenant with the night, the, the, the hidden place, what Jesus says, hey, don't pray out here. The kingdom is something you can't see or physically observe or hear, but go within and the whole world will see. Isn't that fascinating that quantum physics is sharing that? Like all physical creation bends and shapes and molds to what you do with your human emotion. Mm. And that's what he's saying. Go into your secret place and the whole world will see what you do in there because it's going to shape and you're going to see what's going on. So, Then my covenant with David, my servant, my ministers. David is the man between the two halves. David, my servant, my ministers, the Levites who are priests, so David will not have a son to reign on his throne. Now there's some interesting things in here. They're so rich. There's so many layers to this. But you guys have heard this scripture too where it says a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day, right? So that's not a literal thousand years. I know all the the rapture guys and everything are like, it's a thousand years. Like, just stop already. It's such a... Does that sound like life... Yeah, I'm just kind of excited about it because if, if you guys get raptured, I'm just going to sell all your stuff that you leave behind. I'll go find the nicest house and go live in it. Oh, I'm glad you got raptured, man. It's nice to be here. So you're not going to get raptured. There is no such thing. What he's trying to say is, oh, the thousand years. Thousand years to a Hebrew. This is where like a thousand years is an, an infinite number. It's the largest number they could conceive of. That's what they meant. So here's what he's saying. It's forever and ever. So this covenant... Unless you, can, unless you can stop the sun and the day, that's all these layers in the scripture. It says, if the sun comes up tomorrow, guess what? You can operate in both covenants. The royal rule and reign has still been given to you. And if you can stop the sun coming up from tomorrow, then David's no longer on the throne. But if then, know who you are. He's given you his royal rule and reign. So I'm pretty sure the sun's going to come up tomorrow, right? And is the sun going to come up and all the rapture guys leave? Well, they think it is, but... I'm just going to sell their stuff. Like I said, it's, it's like a, I'm going to inherit it. Oh, look, they left this stuff for us, honey. Nice. <laughs> just stop all that. Does that sound like good news? You got to worry if you're left. Oh, geez. I'll get off that. But this is where, like, this is where I appreciate Paul and some of these guys who understand Hebrew and, and uh, 
and the, the, the Eastern tongues, right? Aramaic. And so he goes, the whole one was left in the field and one's like, he's like, that's talking about creation. I go, I know, but try to get it through a Christian's head, right? If they've, if they've heard rapture stuff. No, be honest with you. The first time you ever heard the rapture stuff, did you go, what? I did, because I was never taught any of this stuff. Like, but I believed the man of God. You know, I'm like, that was a mistake, man. Go with your heart. You're telling me you're going to zip out of here and everybody else is going to like crash into their cars and stuff? What? Does that sound like life and life more abundantly? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, you, can, you can get off all that. It doesn't mean any of that. It's talking about creation. Okay? So anyway, all the stories talk about it. Let's go, let's go to this next one. So here's the whole, here's the whole idea. Then I want to share some things and just how to pray, guys. And it's such an easy, easy thing. So Psalm 100. If you even go look at it, it says uh, a song of thanksgiving and praise. He talks about the two-leaf gates here again, which is David, which is you. You're the man between the two halves. These two halves is the holiest of holies. The most holy, this is where I think it gets weird for even the grace guys. The most holy thing you can do, the holiest of holies is what it says, is carried on the shoulders of men right up here, right? Mark of the covenant. Is to inherit like this man inherited. That's the holiest thing you could ever do. Did God, isn't that how God created everything? And he goes, I've created you like that. I've made you in my image and my likeness. You're just like me. The holiest thing you could ever do is create out of your mind and emotions only good for any situation or any people. That's the holiest thing you could ever do. And it's awesome to me. So, Anyway, so Psalm 100, here's what it says. Shout for joy to the Lord, yud heh vav heh. And yud heh vav heh, I've shared with you a bunch of times. It's, in Hebrew, it's, it's Yahweh, but it's Yad, the, the finished work or strength of God. Hey is open window. Vav, hey, man between the two halves again, right? Hey vav hey, the strength of God, finished work of God is Yad, the 10, is man vav between the two halves. The two windows, the two cherubs, the creatures of imagination is divine creativity that creates by grace. So what you do in here, guys, is you day vav hey. That's my nature. Isn't that cool when you actually start to understand it a little bit? Shout for joy. You're the man between the two windows that you get to choose anything you want in life, and it'll come to pass. Shout, wouldn't that shout for joy? You mean I can do anything? Let's do it, right? Worship the Lord. Worship that. Be, be in awe of that. Worship that yud hey vav hey, the man between the two lilies. And everybody's just like, yeah, hey is grace. So what if you don't know how, what it really means? Like it's grace. Yeah, it's my grace. Do you know what it means? It means you can simply imagine what you want. The open windows. If you get to choose any window you want between these two halves, these two cherubs. And it creates. That's yud hey vav hey. That's the Lord. So, worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. Yude Vavhe is God. I've said you are Elohims is what it says. I've created you in my image. It is he who made us and we are his. You get this. We are his people, the sheep of his pastor. Now, sheep, guys, this is where once you really start using your head, you're going, of course it's not literal. Unless you guys are barking like dogs and sheep. If you went to a charismatic meeting, you might be doing that, but not here. This is what he's talking about. Sheep means you're walking forward. And that just means you're not walking by your physical eyes. That's walking backwards is what it says in scripture. Walking forward is walking by the single eye within. The mind. 
the single eye. He goes, that's walking forward. That's a sheep. It's not bad sheep, okay? Enter these gates. Enter this yudhe vavhe, the man between the two halves, with thanksgiving and praise. And this is why I think it's so fascinating when you look at neuroscience and people are sending me some really cool stuff because it says this. If you continue to do the same emotions and think on the same things, and I don't know where they get these numbers, but they're like 96% of the thoughts you have every day are the same, which is probably pretty accurate if we, if we really are honest about ourselves. I don't know where they get that number. Like, how do you know what we're thinking every day? But anyway, the, the smart guys say this. So anyway. But if I change my thoughts, here's what they say. When you start feeling gratitude, when you start feeling joy, and this is interesting, the kingdom of God is righteousness, right thinking, righteousness, right consciousness. That's how it's really translated if you go look at it. Shalom, you see everything is okay. Nothing's out of order. Enjoy. And now the world conforms to everything you're doing in here. It's submissive to you. So it says righteousness. The kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the spirit. Isn't that interesting? And they go, as soon as somebody gets in gratitude, those are the very emotions that rewire your whole nervous system very quickly. I love it that science is going, yeah, this is how the thing works. Enter these two gates, these two halves, with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. He's talking about you, the, the temple system. Give thanks to him and praise his nature, his name. For the Lord is good and is chesed. Literally, is that, uh, the Lord is chesed. That's the grace where he's going, it's grace, guys. What you do in here, everything comes. Either it's by grace or works. But if I have to work for it, it's no longer grace. This is where I, I, I have a little beef with the grace. Guys. Well, you got to do something. This guy didn't. Pretty sure God didn't. He wasn't really worried about the economy. I created it, <laughs> right? How'd I do it? Well, I, I went and mastered my craft. No, he mastered this craft, divinity. He goes, I simply walk and see what I desire and the whole world conforms to everything and I've created you guys exactly like me. Therefore, think on good things, things that are lovely, things that are peaceful, things that are joyous because it creates. Isn't that cool? And neuroscience is going, man, as soon as somebody gets into gratitude, it's almost as if when they get past all their physical limitations, everything else, like everything starts to work for them. Oops, was that me? How do you do that? You see in this, the two gates, David, David is you. Now, let me just share this and we'll wrap it up. All right. I want to share this. I've shared this with you before, but it fits so well with like what's going on because guys, prayer is nothing out here. It's not heard. It's not what you, in fact, if you're praying for things, you're, you're missing it. So David, the man between the two halves is this love feast. So true prayer is not father. Can you do this? Or please change this person or God fix the world. He's going, I've given it to you. You're my stewards here. This is what you do with it. The whole world shapes to what you're doing in your hearts and minds. Prayer, guys, is the love feast as if you, your desire is already happening right now. You're experiencing it. So I was sharing this on the fellowships a lot of times because just when you, when you grow up in, around church, like myself, my whole life, you hear all the Christian buzzwords. And it's like, oh, I know God. I know for a fact if they say, I know God, they have no idea what they're talking about. Because knowledge, knowing God in Scripture, is sexual intimacy with it. That's what it means. So if you go, oh, I know God. Really, that's what sexual intimacy looks like to you? 
but that's fun. <laughs> you get what he's saying? He's like, I know him. I have personal experience with him. That's where we get the bad word, right? For unlawful carnal knowledge. I've had personal intimacy with this. To know God is, I am so intimate with my desires that the joy is overflowing out of every pore of me. That's what it means to know God. Different, isn't it? Different than, let's get a prayer chain and fight the devil. Really weird intimacy to me. <laughs> I guess, whatever. Some people, whatever. I guess some people do that kind of stuff, but strange to me, I guess. Knowing him means I've experienced it. So prayer is, I see what I desire as if it's already real. And as soon as that joy, and you guys know this, guys, you can do really simple things. I've, I've done this with you guys before where um, your heart, the inner man, the lev, lev is the, the, the rod, the spiritual rod of inside versus the physical rod of a man and woman in intimacy. It's talking about the lev, the, the it's lamed bed. It's the rod of the heart. The rod inside is lev. And so that's the, that's the divine creator within us, that body of Christ. And it talks about different things like that. Just experiencing it as if it's real and everything comes to pass. That's really a fascinating thing. So anyway, let me share this. This, this is so good. Um, so prayer is not asking, begging. It's experiencing your desire if it's real. And soon as that joy starts to bubble up, you can go to sleep, guys. You can trust that spirit. It'll come to pass in the craziest ways that you... It'll come to pass for you in ways that you cannot explain. Therefore, you know it's grace. Isn't that fascinating? So just read this. this. I want to just share this with you, then we'll be done. We good? Yeah, okay, good. All right. Oh, Sarah just left. I was going to say, she just told me her and her husband named Anderson after Anderson Silva. I was going to go, I have total respect for your husband now. Big fights tonight. That's why I've got to get out of here. Now that's why you have, what do they call it now? They don't call it DVR, but I just still call it DVR because I'm ancient. What is, is it called DVR yet? You know what I'm talking about. You can just record it and catch up, right? Even if I get home at 8.30, I can start it at 8. In my mind. Which is really God, by the way. He's, uh, he's timeless. So, all right. So check this out. Uh, prayer changes everything. This is Joe Dispenza. This man is hearing God like nobody's business, guys. I'm just telling you. His, here's his blog. Prayer changes everything. Prayer is a thought that is directed. You're intentional about what you're paying attention to. It's holding a specific outcome in your mind and expecting the connection to a greater power to bring it to pass. Doesn't that sound like prayer? <clears throat> we could say that when we get up from prayer is as if our desire or outcome has already happened. Meaning you've had personal experience with desire. You've seen everything, how it's going to go for you. You're feeling the joy of the answered prayer, whether it's physical, whether it's kids, whether it's financial, whether it's business ideas, you've seen the end and you're enjoying it if it's real. And there is not a thing in the world that can keep it from coming to pass, guys, because it is the royal rule and reign of God. It's if God himself, like I said, came into your room and says, this is how this is going to happen. And you should be totally ecstatic. And you know what? You can prophesy over yourself. You can say that. This is how it's going to happen. Amen? In total joy. And watch what happens. Anyway, so uh, <clears throat> prayer begins as a thought. 
Then that thought creates a stream of thoughts, and the brain is an anticipation machine. This is the mind of Christ, the two halves, guys. We, we can see a highly probable reality unfolding. We be, we, so we begin to see a better alternative in our mind. As we do this, we start to imagine a better future, and we start to experience it. And that's what I was saying. Like, if you just, something really simple, if you, if you grab day, just to show you that your heart and mind is submissive to you, is if you took a, I've seen a lot of people do this, but it really makes sense. If you, if you take a, a really, a really uh, juicy lemon and you cut it in half and just like take a big bite in your mind just, and feel all those, the lemon juices going in and you can taste how sour it is and you kind of swallow and you can feel it kind of dripping down your hands, etc. You will start to salivate as if it's real. It's Pavlov dogs. You're created the same way. <laughs> so therefore think on good things. Otherwise you end up in some really strange paths. So... <clears throat> We start to experience it. Because our brains are wired to create, we naturally do this. It's called intention. Next, we put ourselves in the scene of the prayer, meaning you picture it and you start to imagine it. You're rolling it over in your mind as if it's already real, guys. These are the two. The holiest of holies is divine imagination, the mind of God. It's the holiest thing you can do in your life. And a lot of you guys are like, I'm holy and I, I don't have a glass of wine. That's your problem. The holiest thing is here. <laughs> and then I would go, why don't you? If you don't like it, that's fine. But it's, it's, if you think you're holy by not, you're missing the whole point. He gave you a palate. He gave you things to eat. He's talking about it all the time, right? Anyway, I'll get off that because I get in trouble on all that. Because you know, when you eat this, no, I don't know. I don't know that. I, I do not have physical intimacy with that. You do, right? But I don't. So, our brains are wired to create. We put ourselves in the scene of the prayer. So you're imagining it as if it's real. We start to feel the emotions that correlate, which are the fruition of prayer. As a result, our brain and body start to live in the future, right now in the present moment. God is I am. says, this is the nature I'm going to be known for. My name forever and ever is I am that I am. Meaning what's going on in here is who you are. That's what you're going to experience. So the whole world can be in total chaos, but you can be right there in total peace and watch, your world will be peaceful. It's the greatest thing you can do. It's the holiest of holies, right? So I'm going to do a, a service pretty soon on if you have a cause, I mean, if I'm, I got to change the world, you're not in the kingdom. Because in the kingdom, there's nothing to change. I see everything as pure. It's joy, isn't it? Righteousness, peace. So, hey, I'm just trying to tell you, gosh, if you get off all these causes and political and this and that and that, you will have a much more peaceful life. I'm just telling you. You'll go, huh, I didn't even know about it. So then everybody would go, well, how do you know about it? Because you, you're my friend. You tell me about it. <laughs> you tell me about all this stuff. We just kind of live our life. So, so you create it in the present moment. Humans do this so well, we can feel the emotion and the reality ahead of the experience. This occurs because we automatically start to create scenes and images of what we might experience when our prayer comes to fruition. The problem starts when we open our eyes and we don't see our prayers answered. It's exactly what this guy was dealing with. I'm seeing myself for two weeks, every night, I would see myself making twice as much. I would feel the joy of that money in my account as if it was real. I'd see the numbers in there, the zeros. And I didn't see anything for two weeks going, this is crazy. I was like, wait a minute. The most holy thing I could do is inherit and create like God creates. By grace. It's the holiest of holies, guys. <clears throat> when we come back to our senses and open our eyes, we see that our prayer has not yet materialized. 
Or worse, it seems it's unanswered. Our senses, the physical man, fool us into believing we're separate from our creator. Is this amazing that Joe Dispenza is writing this? Can't get a pastor to teach this, but we are not separate from the creator. We are separate from the very intelligence. We are not separate from the very intelligence which we are connecting to. What most people miss is the corresponding emotion that goes with it. If your thoughts are the language of the brain and feelings are the language of the body, please don't tell me you have a hard time doing it, guys. Change that. You naturally do it. You've just thought about the wrong thing so much that you can't imagine you could experience joy because all your experience is negative. Guys, I'm just telling you, it's funny because we were on the fellowship the other night and Brett was talking about this because I do this. She, she can testify. Like, I love getting ready for bed. It's kind of weird. It's like, I love my bed. I love my fan. I like a fan right in my face. It's so joyful to me. <laughs> I give thanks for it, don't I? I go, I love my fan. It's just, it's a beautiful fan. <laughs> and I had to get a new fan. I had it for like 20 years or something. It was like all the blades were off. <laughs> it's like really noisy now. It's probably kept you up, but I just enjoyed it. It's like, oh, it's right in my face. I love my fan. I love my bed. I love the fact my wife's in my bed. I do this stuff and I'm so happy about it. And Brett was saying the same thing. I go, it's funny you do that because I do that. Guys, if you're joyful about the littlest thing, a stupid fan, you go to bed happier. And guess what? That last thing as you're going to bed starts to create all night. That's why it says, don't go to bed without this junk in your mind because while you sleep, it creates. Because it, when you're in sleep, you are, t- you are totally out of the conscious realm and the spirit realm's creating what you just did before you went to bed. So think on good things. That, doesn't that make sense? This is how you're created. He gives to the beloved, David, the man between the two halves. This thing's working when you're sleeping. Even better, he gives to the beloved, David, when you sleep. So go to sleep happy, like excited, and not faking it, knowing this is who I am. If I see myself totally happy, I see my kids, my finances, my business, everything totally happy, life starts to conform. And you go, wow, has he created me amazingly amazing. Probably not a word, but you get it. It's Hebrew, amazing, amazing. That's how they would do it. Babe, babe. They wanted to be the king of kings. She's the babe of babes, I always tell her. The babe, babe. So anyway, your thoughts are the language of the brain. The feelings are the language. So how do we change? It re- requires us to really open our hearts and feel gratitude as if it's already answered. Because gratitude means I've already received it. So good, guys. So good. So There's literally nothing. I don't care how impossible it looks. Start to change the picture and the feeling that you want to experience. I mean, Ash knows this. Is this all we do on the prayer team? It's like people, I think some people watch it and they're expecting some crazy thing. We just go, you know what? We see them telling us that everything changed and they've made more money effortlessly. Their relationships are free. They're wonderful. They're full of love. Their kids are amazing. Everything works in their life. We go, all right, next one. (laughs) That's what we do. Because if I have to work at it, then it's no longer grace. I know how divinely you were created. I'm trying to get you guys to understand how divinely you were created. You have a divine mind, the holiest of holies. So I don't care what you see. For five seconds even, we were doing this on the fellowship quite a bit. Because some people go, I have a really tired time feeling the emotion. Yep, that's I am. That will create for you. Just as good as, it's so easy for me to do this. I'm so amazed at how God created me. It feels so amazing that I simply see and feel my desire and it comes to pass in my life. 
Isn't that a beautiful God that he's given you? If you just, so do that for 60 seconds. You'll be shocked if you just experiment with it, guys. Most of you can't get past 10 seconds right now. Just go, it feels so amazing that everything works in my life. It feels so amazing that everything works in my life. Just, just be aware of this. And then all of a sudden your brain will go, sing. Oh, it was such a hard time doing this. Rewire it, guys. Create the most wild desire of your life. This is how my business would be. This is how my, my family would be. This is what my relationships would be. This is how my health is. And start to mat. Create that picture. Enter into it is what he says. Enter into it as if it's present right now. You're experiencing it and you're in the holiest of holies as if it's real. And you will start, the emotion will start to bubble up. It's an impossibility not to. That's how we're designed. You're not designed like anybody else. You're not, you're not more special than everybody else. It does work for you. Right? So, does that help you guys? Just do it. Just try it. And you know what? You're going to get better. You're going to get better. You're going to get better. And you're going to realize... I can literally redeem time. I can restore everything that I thought I've ever lost and experience it if it's real right now so it's overflowing out of every pore. Now you're living life, life more abundantly. You're David between the two halves. So hope that helps, guys. God bless. If you need something, come up here. But that's how you are designed. Amen? All right.